0: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Right around Australia, you're on the Vision Radio Network connecting faith to life. It's Neil Johnson with you on this Wednesday edition of 2020. As you may know, I've just returned from a secret mission into the Middle East. To meet and hear firsthand the stories of displaced Syrians who've been forced to flee the violence in their homeland. While the rise of ISIS has been relatively recent, in Syria, civil war has been raging for about three years with dozens of different rebel groups trying to overthrow the regime of Bashar al-Assad. Well, Christians don't typically take sides in this internal Islamic conflict, but with the atmosphere of hatred between religious groups, Christians have been seeking refuge in neighbouring nations of Turkey, Jordan and Lebanon. And Christian missions are among the NGOs at work, with trying to meet the overwhelming needs of feeding and housing as many as 2 million refugees who flooded across the Syrian-Lebanon border. Well, the sheer numbers are placing an unbearable strain on the economy of Lebanon. Now, many families, not just Christians, by the way, but also Muslim people, Muslim background people, are among the refugees with Muslims primarily populating the refugee camps springing up on the Lebanese side of the border. Well, the stories coming from the families are very difficult to hear. And so a warning that you're about to hear a fairly raw and confronting conversation from a family who've lost loved ones in the dreadful circumstances of conflict in Syria. I had the humble privilege to sit in the tent of a refugee family in the Bekar Valley on the side of the border, the Lebanon side of the Syrian-Lebanon border, My translator is a Christian aid worker who, incidentally, his name is Jihad, which is a common name in the Middle East. We were welcomed warmly by a Sunni Muslim family, and we heard the story of Aisha.
1: My name is uh, Aisha, and uh, I have uh, five children. We used to live in Syria, and we flee to Lebanon. (laughs)
2: <laughs> <From
1: Homs. laughs> Baba
0: how long have you been here
1: now <laughs>
2: about
1: a year
0: can you tell us what your life was like back in homs before you needed to flee
1: ممكن تخبرينا كيف كانت حياتك بحمص قبل ما انك كنا we were living in fear and uh, in uh, ambience of horror and before uh, we came here to
0: you are you able to describe to us what, what the fear was based on and what the horrible situation was ممكن
1: تحكي لنا شوي شو كانت مصادر الخوف وشو الاشياء we
2: were uh, kind
1: of stuck in Homs because we cannot go out and uh we uh we witnessed how the planes were shooting and how the war was going and uh, we lost my brother and my father in front of us because of the war
0: how did you lose your brother and father was it bombing or was it another way
1: كيف خسرت خيك ووالدك يعني بسبب اصف او او كيف
2: <laughs> <small> we were surrounded in Hamas
1: for about 30 days, and no food and no nutrition or were allowed to come in. And, uh, where does she say so about, to... about the
2: food? <speaking> لما Alufi قالوا في هدّني إنه العالم تطلع بديفوت الجيش على بابا عمر هوني طلعنا والأطفال يطلعوا بس كل شيء من فوق We
1: were told that the army will come in so uh, uh, women and uh, children can uh, go out and go out of Hamas. And everyone above 15 years old was taken and was uh, sh- was shot, was was killed. I mean, they they put them all together and they they killed the all men. A whole group, about 80 people.
0: You're saying that with guns. 80 people were shot with machine guns, and your husband and your father were among those number.
1: Many Shachos was كان أخوك من هالأشخاص was a كان بس a كانوا يعني I was only with my, my father. one was among them. And uh, my relatives also were living in a small town there.
2: My father was able, uh,
1: my brother was able to, uh, to run away from what's happening. But later on, an RPG missile hit where he was, and uh, he was killed. The RPG, like the missile that you shoot from the, the shoulder. Yeah. It's a so won, rocket. and they they killed him by shooting him because you saw him or was it
0: like No, the RPG is that they shoot it, and yeah. it it goes down somewhere, yeah. and he was yeah. there. So he was not targeted, but of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a In the cities and towns, apartments, construction sites, garages and closets are being rented to families so they have somewhere to live. And as more refugees continue to arrive, the rents continue to climb. But there's scarce work and pay rates are, as you might understand, are very, very low. Families are relying on vouchers and food packs from aid agencies, including church-based groups like one that I met called Heart for Lebanon, who were our hosts on this visit to Aisha's family. Everyone has their own story of violence and terror. Fahad al-Khalid.
1: My name is Fahd Fahad al-Khalid.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: From Syria, from Hamas, Baba Amro.
3: We came out of the events and started the events. We started the events and then started the events. First, yeah. first, we started the events. تمت mm-hmm.
1: When at the very first beginning of the problems, when the protesting started in the streets of Syria, we were uh, surrounded and stuck in uh, in for one year, and I couldn't go out of Hamas for one year.
3: واتصار ضرب السوارة، طلعنا كلها تناسوا يعني كل بابا حد بابا when, uh,
1: when first, uh, then, then it started uh, to get uh, worse, and uh, with uh, some missiles on Baba Amr and the uh, fights between the army and
3: the uh, uh, Protestants, and uh, then we flee. where <laughs> <laughs> أنا مضرب. تمينا إحنا
1: المدنيه هنا. there was a tunnel that is made under underground
3: tunnel made by the بيطلعوا بيطلعوا على الحاجزة. كان على تبع حلل. Then uh,
1: there was an announcement that all civilian uh, civilians can go through the checkpoint at the entrance of the city and can go, but uh, many of us was not uh, uh, didn't have courage to go through, didn't want to risk it, and 64 were killed at that checkpoint.
3: Because they were going through. We were going and We were going through. We were going through. <laughs> we were We were going through. We were going through. We We were going through. We were We were
1: we... uh <laughs>
3: okay. to,
1: to go out of the city, we were uh, going uh, with the help of the free army. And uh, okay, So the
3: people who
1: stayed in the city, Okay, I'm going to say it again for just two. We uh, we flee. Some of us flee with the free army. And then the people who stayed there were uh, were gathered all together and also were shot and killed together. Three of them were just uh, laid on the floor as they were dead. So they were left and everybody has gone. Then they discovered that those three people were still alive.
0: As you might appreciate, exposure to this level of trauma has wide-ranging effects, not just for the adults, but for children who've been exposed to these atrocities. <laughs>
3: This affects
1: us because it puts us under pressure. So uh, we're not giving our children, our families, uh, as, as much care as they need.
0: Because we are worried. And uh, Did many of the children in the camp see some of the same things that you
1: saw?
3: Because they were in
1: Syria when things happened, uh, many of them have seen what's happening. But now here we're trying to not to, uh, to get them involved in what's happening so we can keep them away
0: from the situation. You can't help but be moved by the plight of people who have had to leave their homes. Left their homelands, their families, their friends, their work, and they've had to seek refuge in neighbouring nations. We'll bring some more stories and some more insights into what's happening in the nation of Syria, where the UN describes this as the worst humanitarian disaster that's happening on the face of the earth. It's also described as the worst humanitarian disaster since Rwanda. We'll continue to keep you up to date with some of the insights and some of the issues being faced by people in Syria and throughout the whole Middle East. You're on 2020. More to come.